Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the Independent Association for Artists and Rights Holders. And this week with me is Andrew, Tanya, and Gina. And we're going to talk about your distributor if you're an indie artist and you own your own recordings. So one of the things that I've encountered quite frequently is that independent artists believe that if I'm distributing through TuneCore, CD Baby, even a stem, is that they're going to be handling your rights holder side of your sound exchange, your neighboring rights, which is not necessarily true. So just because they're releasing to Pandora, Satellite Radio, does not mean that they're actually administering on the collections for that piece. In addition to claiming your artist side, you need to go into Sound Exchange and make sure that the corresponding rights holder side is being claimed as well for every sound recording. Otherwise, you're leaving the money on the table because it's going unclaimed. Do you need to register a separate account at Sound Exchange as a rights holder? No. So within the registration process, you would select yourself as a rights holder and as an artist registration. So it's all happening within one singular payee, but you'll have two separate registrants. So one for the performer as your featured artist, and then the second for yourself as a rights holder. And you'll get a separate ID number for each side? It's one registration, but one payee. They do separate the two accounts, so your rights holder and your your performer. Gina, is it the same in the UK? The company that I work with is a distribution company. So we register the repertoire for the majority of our labels at Absolute. We would register for them as the rights holder and at the same time we would also register the performer claims as well providing we have the performer details if the we don't know the performer details then the onus is always on the performer and the artist to claim their share but wherever possible we will enter their details but it's very much you have to register the recording you're registering it on behalf of the rights holder you don't own the rights you never own the rights to it you're just registering it as an exclusive licensee on their behalf that one account and then the performers have their own accounts to claim their own share of the repertoire okay tanya i have two questions for you mm-hmm. one is what about the rest of the world and the second one is is, have you ever seen indie distributors like TuneCore CD Baby spin up register the rights holder side for their indie artists? So yeah, the rest of the world is similar to what Gina was saying at PPL. If the distributor will often register the ISRCs on behalf of the artists that they're distributing for and have a label deal with, quite often they'll go ahead and register the ISRCs and collect income, but they might not communicate that with the artist or the artist. Quite often in the contract, there's a clause that stipulates, okay, we're going to handle your neighbouring rights and the artist isn't aware or doesn't quite understand it. And then they go to PPL, they register the individual 
Burundi artists, they register their ISRCs. And then there's a dispute and there's a dispute with, yeah, Chunko or Distro Kid or CD Baby. And they're like, hey, I thought you were just my distributor. And then it's this kind of explanation of, no, we're also registering your masters and we collect that income. And yeah, that happens all the time. At least in my experience, I navigate those disputes. So it's, it's really worth reading through your contracts twice, three times, go to a, a music lawyer and just fresh pair of eyes on it that has expertise because you don't want to duplicate efforts and you also don't want to lose out on income that you thought you were going to collect directly. And the phrase in the contract to look out for can be one of many. It could be related rights, public performance royalty, neighboring rights, equitable remuneration. Yeah, having a music lawyer even before something like TuneCore just grow kid spin-up is a good idea to have them look it over. Or if you already have a neighboring rights rep, have them look it over before you pick a distributor. That's a great point. And yeah, thanks for clarifying the different synonyms that all mean the same thing, like related rights. Thanks for clarifying all the different terms because yeah, if you're clued up on neighboring rights, if you see a clause 8B related rights, you might think, yeah, sure, cool. Yeah, collect that. Do you have any idea what percentage they take when the indie distributor does it? As far as I'm aware, they collect all of the rights holder income for the term. can vary but they'll keep it you know they collect it they keep it and if it's a certain type of label deal where they've given you an advance how they recoup some of the advance of course as you can appreciate every deal is different quite often clients will come to me and be like here's my contract before I sign it please can you give me your advice and then I'm like okay so yeah your distributor is gonna register your masters and collect this income and keep this income and then they're like oh okay I didn't realize that and you know you can query it and request to remove it you know usually they're quite amenable to that it's just I don't think they expect people to actually read the contracts and I mean that in the nicest possible way because I've been in bands and when I was younger and I signed things I didn't understand because of that so yeah take your time hire a professional Gina did you have a comment there very unaware that it would be registered on behalf of, of a label and all the income it would be kept so as a music lawyer I would never advise a client sign that because an indie distributor is not a rights holder they're a rep in that case and they're just the distributor it's not their recording they don't take copyright in they can't claim it as theirs so yeah, another interesting side note is pub- small indie publishers often collect the rights holder share of the neighboring rights and keep it i witnessed that many times that's not on that's all i'm saying especially if it's under a publishing agreement which will have, they can't keep the whole of the PRS of the publisher share. So why should they keep the whole of the PPL? That's yeah, I've experienced that where there'll be disputes with what I think is a publisher. They are a publisher. They're known as a publisher. I won't name names. And then they'll admit, oh, we didn't know what we were doing. And I don't know if that's an ex- like a, an excuse or if they're just trying to pull the wool over our eyes. But yeah, that happens a lot too. But I mean, that's exactly how I, I was formed because people don't know what they're doing and we're educating <laughs> the world, including the professionals on how to deal with their professionalism did they take your advice when you confronted them and say this is how you do it this is what's fair and equitable yeah uh, what happens with the the publisher that was acting as the neighboring rights rep they rescinded they withdrew the claims and then yeah with the artists that hadn't signed yet with the distributor they requested to opt out of that clause or remove the clause and there were no issues and then they could register the masters themselves or appoint a rep i don't have a problem with somebody who says Oh, good. I didn't know that. I've learned. Here, let's make it right. Cool. Just to clarify, if an artist wants their repertoire registered, it can be registered by these distributors with a clause to not 
claim the income or is it all or nothing? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm, I'm not sure of the answer, but I assume there is an option where they, they register it. They take a percentage, but the majority of the royalty goes to the artist. Yeah, I imagine right. there's that option. Because the other thing to, to look out for is if they extract it and remove it from the agreement, then the onus is back on the artist to ensure that the recordings are registered. So which is obviously the main important part of this, that the recording has to be registered. It's just who collects the income at the end of the day. For any professional organization, publisher, label, distributor that wants to learn more about it, please contact us. We have educational programs that you can present within your company. We can come and teach your company. We can have a one-on-one with you and help you understand the rights. So it might save you from being in the position of being told, hey, you did something really bad. And then you having to withdraw and fix and then account and let us help you. Let us teach you. If you're not sure, that's what we're here for. That's exactly what IFR does. Cool. Just well, yeah, read you. your contract. <laughs> yeah. Great advice. Yeah, and also don't be afraid to reach out and to your distributor, ask them to clarify. That is very, very, very important. They will tell you. Sure, they have it in their FAQ sometimes of what they do and what they don't do, but sure, it might be a little confusing. So just reach out to them, ask them to clarify if they're collecting the rights holder side of your neighboring rights or not. That's right. And if you become a member of IFR, I, as the music lawyer, would read the contract for you if you asked me to. So that's a member benefit. And worth the joining fee right there, www.iafar.co.uk and click that join us button. We'd love to have you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.